Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. This is a production of ITM Media. Folks, you are here with In the Marbles Weekly Racing Podcast. New setup, so a little bit of growing pains here. I'm Matt Beamer alongside Preston Lude. For the first time in studio in a few weeks, Preston, how's it going, man? I make my, I don't even know, a triumphant return, I guess you could say. <laughs> I, I don't know. Whatever we, you want to put it. This is such Who an knows? embarrassing start to the show, man. I have We haven't messed up this bad since episode one, man, I tell you. I'm going to go ahead and let everybody know that when we were going live... The first time around, <laughs> and you saw it stop. In the, well, okay, there was one time where we were, the show, the show was waiting, and Matt accidentally clicked a button that he was had preset. We had four. So I went to look at YouTube, and I was like, "Hey, Matt, you gotta, you gotta go back." And he's like, "Why?" I was like, "It's, it's going right now." And he's like, "Oh crap!" So that was once. 
And then the second time when we were getting ready to go live, Matt came over and tripped over his microphone on the way to the scene. I, I tripped over everything. It was like a Godzilla movie, man. I was in so the we had to tease everything. you guys and go back again to waiting. That's why I said, "Hey, we'll start in a second. <laughs> so the third time is the charm. Third time is the charm, yeah, man. We're it working so, on it right now. But. It was so embarrassing. What a con. I wish, that, I wish that the microphones weren't muted because I knew it was recording. We could have that could have been like for the end of the. Well, it was year like it was like it was like my whole life was just falling apart right there, and there was yeah. nothing I could do about. It. Folks, we're glad that you're joining us. However, <laughs> if you're on YouTube right now, welcome. Let us know that you're here and watching the show. We had four people watching before that colossal mess up right there. Yeah, before the, uh, the whole. <laughs> Everybody saw that and said, "Nah, these guys aren't for me, man." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These guys were, aren't for me. You were in such a rush. I guess you must have forgotten to hit something. Oh my gosh! Because I'm, you, I'm still losing my mind. Yeah, now. you are. That's okay though. That's that's the beauty of live though. No, I'm. I'm <laughs> it's all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I this, love it. This, this is, is great. Such a disaster. This is great. <laughs> this is such a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish the fans at home would have seen you when you sat down and you said, oh, crap, and you had to run back to the computer, it, and, we and then you so tripped all the way back again. It was fantastic. This is like the worst start. We just redid the whole ITM Media studio. Yeah, we did. We've got and no we got, table. We got rid of the desk, and we set yeah. up the cameras, and we meticulous, meticulously, I should say, Set up the cameras and now everything's falling apart here, man. <laughs> this is like the worst real It's okay. Uh, That's the beauty of live though. I'm sure everybody's gonna love it. <laughs> I'm sure everybody's oh, all I told I told Maples before the show that we've we uh <laughs> Oh we rehearsed. <laughs> yeah, no, we were just we fixed some stuff, but Maples was already saying that he was hoping that I get fired from this already. So I don't know why I'm getting dragged if down. Anything, you're the one with no <laughs> I've got no issues right no now. No issues, no anything whatsoever, man. And and oh my gosh, this is um this is gonna be a fun episode, I could tell. Oh already. yeah, it's gonna be oh, great. Man, I can't I, wait. I'm losing my mind here. I'm losing my lunch if I'm surprised I haven't thrown up yet. I just everything <laughs> it was golden that you tripped over <laughs> The light and the microphone on the way back. If I could hit it on the way back here going, oh, no, I forgot something. <laughs> and, yeah, that's that's the whole thing there. But we're glad that you're joining us here. We had an exciting yeah. weekend at Talladega. We had an exciting weekend at St. Petersburg. If you're into IndyCar racing, we'll talk about the IndyCar race and NASCAR races from Talladega. Had a lot of fun with both of those. But, Preston, how's it going, man? Ah, oh, man, life is uh, it's good. I guess you could say busy as always. Yeah, busy as always. We're only like two weeks away from Darlington at this point. Yeah, two weeks away from Darlington. Throwback weekend like. at Darlington is going to be a lot of fun, man. I can't wait, I'm so excited. What about you? Uh, well, uh, up to this point, everything was going great, and then, and all, then my you life just, just fell apart right there. The whole, you I, took I, the whole I'm, studio. With obviously, you. I'm holding the microphone. I'm not used to holding a microphone here. This is completely. <laughs> foreign territory for me right here. That's a good here. catch, though, on the microphone. Well, <laughs> It was falling, and you, you got we'll, it. We'll fix it during our break, man. But everything's yeah. going fine, man. Uh, Caroline and I are actually thinking about buying a boat. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. We don't know what kind of boat we want to buy yet, but we know we want to buy a boat. You're going to get a pontoon? No, it's not going to be a pontoon. It's, I oh, think it's called a, a Tahoe. A Tahoe? Not to, not to be confused with a Chevy Tahoe. Yeah. It's actually a nice little boat, man. Oh, okay. So we're thinking about doing that. But we're up How many the, people can you fit on it? Up to six. So oh, enough room right. to maybe bring like two people on there to have enough walking and, room. Yeah, and, enough. <laughs> because if we, because the catch is if you, the amount of people you have on the boat, the amount of life jackets you have to buy. Oh, yeah, that's right. And that's going to cost more than the boat from what I'm researching. 
What the life jackets? Yeah. Well, it's a it's a joke, Preston. Oh, it's sorry. A, it's a I joke. Didn't get it, it. It's okay. But uh, let us know that you're here on live stream. We're glad yeah, that you're joining us on live stream. If you're not, well, then we're glad that you're joining us on your regular podcast platform on a t- nice Tuesday morning. If you're driving to work or whatnot, last week you just heard me talk for 45 minutes, but now you get to hear Preston and I talk for about an hour and a half, 45 minutes. I will say 45 minutes. Well, we yeah, don't know we'll, how long we'll give or take. Do. We'll see. Depends. But I'm glad you're doing well, man. We're just going to go ahead and hit into it and cover the news of auto racing. And the news in the marbles is presented by Fubo. Fubo cut the cord with expensive satellite and cable providers and go with Fubo. You're going to start your seven-day free trial by heading over to inthemarbles.net under the Park News tab. All the way at the bottom, link to Fubo. Check it out. What do you have to lose? It's a free trial. Yeah. That's absolutely. all I have to say. And one piece of news I have, and I know you want to talk about it here on the show, Formula One is starting a new type of qualifying here coming up. Yeah, uh, three races this year as well. They do well three race weekends as well. They're now, well, now they're explain this. It. It's called what? Let me let me look it up again because I, I can't remember the name. They don't really. It's like it's, it's like heat races. It's sprint like sprint qualifying. Sprint is is. qualifying yeah. now, and they're only going to do for three races. From what I understood and read, they're going to probably do it at Silverstone. Silverstone's going to be the first one, and and the other one's going to be probably I think at um. There's going to be two. Two on the European two, continent, yeah, and, and then, then maybe one, one here in the United States for the yeah. uh, Circuit of the Americas. Yeah. But what do you think about that? It's a 100-mile kind of sprint race. Uh, 60 miles. 100 kilometers. 100 kilometers, yeah. I 60, should say. 62 miles. I broke it down. 62. Okay, so 62-mile yeah. kind of sprint race. And now, is this going to be good or bad? Well, I kind of... I think it's to me kind of good, honestly. Uh, so practice will uh, you'll still have regular first practice on a Friday, but then they'll have qualifying on Friday as well to set for the sprint race on Saturday. So Saturday you'll have your second practice session, and then you'll have the qualifying race, sixty-two miles or hundred kilometers, however you want to break it down. But the top three finishers are going to get championship points. So first place will get three, second place will get two, and third place will get one. The only way, the only thing I heard about that whole thing is. Is that Lewis Hamilton is going to lock up to the championship <laughs> sooner second? Well, him or, or sooner. only one point difference right now. So it's, this will add emphasis on qualifying, and it will be good to see everybody out there. The downside is, though, everybody going to turn one on a qualifying race, and of course, if you're Williams, or in this case, this year, a Haas, mm-hmm. you're going to want to take as much as you can to gain every advantage you can for the big race on Sunday. This race, these sprint races will be on a Saturday prior to the main event on Sunday. Yes. So I could see chaos coming from this more so. And it'd probably be if it's too chaotic at the start, the drivers and the teams are going to say, no, this isn't a good idea. Good initiative, bad judgment, Formula One. We're going to have to change some stuff. Well, one of the other, uh, a few other things in it is that for qualifying now, you know how in qualifying teams will tend to use uh, softs or medium compounds. Now, with these tip, with these different race weekends, for qualifying itself, teams are only going to be allowed to use soft tires, and that's it. That's you can't use mediums. It's going to be softs, and that's it. Now, now with the t- tires that they have on, I take it they can change out a new set for the race. I would venture to say probably, or maybe you have to, you know, whatever you qualified in the third. Right. Maybe so. I don't know. I don't know how to work like that because I know if you qualify outside the top ten for the – for a race these days, you can change your tires, but if you're in the top 10, you can't change. Yeah, once you hit that Q3, you can't yeah, change you can't tires change anymore. can't change tires for the race. That's going to so. be interesting to yeah. see. Now, it give me a little more incentive to watch the whole weekend at Silverstone, because I usually don't watch the practice or qualifying, especially 
with Red Bull and Mercedes dominating like they are, is there just not as much drama as in it as to me as it was back in the day. Well, I think but so of course you can say season, that about any era in right. Formula One. But so far this season, yeah, Verstappen and Hamilton are the guys to beat. And I talked about it on last week's show mm-hmm. where it was it was a good race there in Imola, but it wasn't like you know it just for me road course racing and open car open wheel racing in general, unless they're on the oval, is just not cutting it for me. Lucky for us, we'll get more into it later in the show. IndyCar will be at Texas. More details to follow towards the end of the show. But good, bad, indifferent about it? What are um, your final verdicts I, about that? I, I'm i excited for it. I'm kind of curious to see what it is. I kind of like the way they have it set up. Two practice sessions, and that's it. You know, qualifying, sprint qualifying, sprint race, and then main event. So you can watch the whole weekend, because that's what I usually do. I have uh, F1 TV, right. where I watch all practices, all qualifyings, whatever, and things like that. So I'm kind of I'm excited for it. I think it's a good thing. We'll see. But I I give it two thumbs up already. Okay. Well, my my initial impression is I think they're just trying to make it more interesting for everybody to watch in an incentive to maybe go fa- and, and there's nothing wrong with well, that. There's nothing wrong with that. But I don't want to I don't want Formula 1 to take away from their formula which is working for them, been working for them for years and years and try to be like NASCAR and try to add in unnecessary drama or unorganic drama into the weekend and that will cause them to just go off and become a form of entertainment vice <clears throat> a form of auto racing mm-hmm. and that shouldn't be the case i think it should be just get out there and qualify if it ain't if it isn't broke don't fix it let's just say that but, but maybe this but, is but but, but yeah. this might make it more interesting yeah absolutely and, it could and but the last thing i want to see is then to go with this let's say they're going with a 20 race season next season with the sprint races in in full swing right now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see Lewis Hamilton gain 60 points. If he's just on a tear, let's say Lewis Hamilton is Lewis Hamilton and he's getting pole position after pole position and winning all these sprint races. Well, there's 60 points right there on top of the 25 points he gains per race. Would you say three points? That's Yeah, three points for eight, first. That's 28. And then let's say, say he gets to... That's twenty fastest that's the lap, fastest 29. lap. That's twenty nine points yeah. if he just dominates the rest of the season, the whole season. That championship's going to be locked up with ten, with maybe five races to go, six races to go. Well, we saw that. I think last year it was wrapped up. Pretty yeah, it was fairly, wrapped up very quickly early. too, but in limited schedule due to COVID last yeah. year. But I don't want to see that. I want to see. I want to see if they go with this full time. I want to see Formula One do it in a. Let more level flame fill, and I know there's a new car coming out next year, so maybe that's kind of incentive for them to do it and try this out because it is going to be more on a level playing field. But that's the only piece of news I saw, man. The only big piece of news that came across my tablet. Yeah, I didn't really see a whole lot either. I just, I mean, I agree with you. If it's not broke, don't fix it. I mean, I'm still kind of upset that NASCAR hasn't figured out that hey, maybe we can go back to doing practice sessions or something. Yeah, around here, you know. Like I keep saying it every single week, Formula One is doing everything the same. They just don't have crowds there half the time, and they're testing right. everybody every time, whatever weekend they're at, wherever they're at, and they're doing all the practice sessions and everything else. I don't see why NASCAR cannot venture back into that already. Yeah, I can't either, and it's just going to be half of one of those waiting periods. I think with the implication of the Gen 7 car coming out next year, I think we're going to see the practice and qualifying come back. But we'll have to wait and see. I know we're going to have a few handful of practice sessions throughout the year. We already saw some at the Bristol Dirt Race. We're going to see some at Circuit of the Americas. We're going to see some at the Indianapolis Road Course coming up here. But I don't see it going much further than that. Once you open up Pandora's box like that to save teams money, 
and save drivers from having to work all weekend, which is their job. It's, you're a race car driver. Go there and race and practice and get better. Mm-hmm. But once you put that back in the box, it's going to be tough to tell people to break that habit and go back to the racetrack full yeah. time. Mm-hmm. To me, but do you have any other news? That's all the news I no, had. That that was pretty much about it. That was one of the big things that came out in the last day or so. Actually, I mean, we already knew that it was a rumor that was going to happen, but then it got confirmed. And I, you, put, I'm sure you talked about Miami coming in the schedule. Yep, I talked about week, that last right? week. Yeah, uh, so. That Miami's going to the uh, the Formula One is going to the Miami Grand Prix. We are going to definitely try to go to that oh, yeah, one. That is going to go. be so have much to. fun. As long as Hamilton doesn't win, but even if he does, I wouldn't <laughs> mind seeing Lewis Hamilton win the race now. And I'm going to clarify this. I love rooting against the guy. I think he's kind of a prick. But at the same time, he is a very historical figure in Formula 1. And to see him win a race is the equivalent to seeing any driver you don't like. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Who is that big figure? Any Jeff Gordon, Dale Earnhardt fans seeing Jeff Gordon win, but you saw a Jeff Gordon win and vice versa. So it's just one of those things. And wouldn't mind having this car in the grand you know, old it, display it, here. Restrictions are lifted next year and we get granted media passes and we get to interview drivers. I'm going to make you interview Lewis Hamilton. No, that's yeah, probably going that to be the best thing <laughs> to do in the world. He probably punched me in the face. <laughs> Unless he hears about us before then, and then he wants to come on the show so he can call in and talk to you. Well, I wouldn't mind talking to Lewis Hamilton. I mean, I like rooting against the guy. I just mean I don't like the guy. Well, I'm just saying. You, know, but you just got to have that one driver you like to root against. Yeah, you know, I don't know if you talk, I, I didn't get to listen to the whole show last week, but what really bugged me about Imola was the fact that when that accident between Russell and Botas happened, Hamilton was actually a lap down, and he got his lap back somehow. The FIA was like, "Yeah, we're gonna send like so many cars to the front, and you guys get the wave around." And he got to restart like eighth, and I was like, I didn't "This know guy the had a lap down." I didn't know the wave around was a thing in Formula One. When they were coming back from the red flag, they announced they said, "You know, this car numbers this, this, and this all go ahead and come back around, and then we'll line them up to start it." And I was like. The man was a lap down. How? Do, why are we doing that? How does that even happen? No, I don't know, man. But uh, uh, yeah, it is what whatever. it is. Any other news? It's kind of Formula One heavy news. Yeah, no. Without nothing. even there being a Formula One Grand Prix this weekend. Well, coming up this week, I think we are. Yep, Portimao. Com- yep, uh, Portugal. Yeah, well, what did you say, Portimao? Portimao. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a track. Yeah, it's a Portugal Grand Prix. Oh, whatever. But anyway, <laughs> you have anything else before we get into our weekend nope. review? Nope. All right, let's get into that. All right, new month is upon us, a month of April, and we got a new discount code for teespring.com for our online clothing store in Preston. The discount code for this month for 20% off of all merchandise and sales is Apex. Apex at the corner, you want to accelerate off? Accelerate off right now with a brand new In the Marbles t-shirt, hoodie, you name it. We got it, and if we don't have it, just tell us, and we will get it to you. That's teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash in the marbles, or head over to inthemarbles.net under the merch tab and click on the link to Teespring. It'll take you right to our store. Any purchase will help out in the marbles and ITM media as we go down trying to bring you better content and better access to the world of racing. Again, use discount code APEX, get 20% off. 
and get your latest gear if you're getting ready to head to the track, whether it's local short track, NASCAR, Formula One, Indy, doesn't matter where. Show that you're a fan of In The Marbles by heading over to InTheMarbles.net under the merch tab, teespring.com, for that new In The Marbles merch. And remember, Apex for 20% off. Back here within the Marvel's Weekly Racing Podcast. Got ourselves situated here, finally. And thanks, Preston, for the help there. <laughs> really do appreciate it. That was uh, that was not fun. Uh, yeah, that was... Uh, I don't know. Things just got really... I don't awkward. I don't. I don't know. You fell over some things, and then the microphone just came off the stand while you're sitting there. And <laughs> my wife would say I have bad proprioception, and and I would I would be inclined to agree with her with that. But that was uh, our, that was something else. Yeah, our weekend review here. We're going to start off with the Xfinity race, the AG Pro 300 from the Talladega Super Speedway. Jeb Burton nabbing his first career win, though, be it a rain delayed, rain shortened race. Jeb Burton won. How do you? All right, what's first impressions about that? Let's say that. Well, uh, that's what NASCAR gets for starting so later. So that's, Ooh. you know, that's what you yeah, guys get. They started those Xfinity races earlier. Now, they got the ARCA race in. The ARCA race got rained out due to, or the practice got rained out due mm. to the rain, and the practice got canceled, and they tried to track. They got the ARCA race in, and then they got the Xfinity race in. They'll be at 23 laps short of the scheduled 113 laps. Yeah, I mean, okay, so 4 o'clock Eastern time, so it would be 3 o'clock their time, but still, that's just, you know, NASCAR being NASCAR again. Why why are they starting so late? An Xfinity race at 4 o'clock Eastern. Yeah, and it, well... 1 Pacific, okay, I get it, but I mean, you could still push it back to like 12 Pacific and make it whatever. I don't know, Na- NASCAR is just not earning a very good rep with me right now in terms of times or something. Now, and this has been a constant theme for you, that the Xfinity race and sometimes the cup race with weather in the area... Need, need to call an audible sometimes. Now, I'm sure there's a lot more moving parts to it than just saying, okay, we're going to move the race up from a 4 p.m. start or a 3 p.m. start to a 2 p.m., 1 p.m. start. Mm-hmm. But how, how would you go about maybe well, it's addressing even- that? If you were in charge of NASCAR and, and everything was in a perfect world, and I, I would say, you know, TV times didn't matter. They could say, okay, we're going to bump up the start of the race, even though maybe this sporting event is on or whatnot is on. How would you fix that? I- I don't know. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying in general that, you know, even without looking at the weather for the weekend, which we knew it was going to rain on a Saturday, I mean, days before there were, the rain was in the schedule, but I think NASCAR already had that time set for, you know, I don't know, however far in advance they had it set for, right? That's just one of the things that bugs me in general is just NASCAR changes all these times. So, like, we go back to Daytona 500 this past year. We yeah, I was there for that. Yeah, so I can't remember what time they originally the green flag was supposed to be. I think like three o'clock. Yeah, yeah, three yeah. o'clock. So, I mean, we go back a decade, years and years ago, when they used to throw the green flag at like twelve thirty, right? On a perfect, I mean, that day we would have gotten the whole race done before the rain even happened. But at NASCAR starting later in the day, trying to garner, you know, cater to all the fans Getting across all the fans in there, yeah. the United States. I understand that, but in a perfect world, I wouldn't do that, you know, and. Maybe NASCAR just in general, maybe they should shorten their races or something too at the same time. I don't know. Yeah, well, the Xfinity race overall was a good race for me, and here's how I rated the race. Memorability, 7. Excitement, 6. Unpredictability, 7. Competitiveness, 8. And intensity, 8. Overall for the Xfinity race, 7.2 at Talladega. And it was a Talladega Super Speedway race. That's why I think it was so intense and so everything because you were worried about that big one every lap. And then the rains came, and then 
you started hearing it after that final caution that the spotters were starting to talk about sprinkles and then oh man nope i don't think it's going to dodge it and then i switched over to the nascar scanner the official scanner and they said not going to get the right track dry in time not going to beat the daylight jeff burden wins yeah i knew i knew that we all saw the writing all the wall on that one I knew, we knew that was going to happen um i don't really have a rating for the race because I only caught the second half of it. I'd say it was a decent race overall. I'd probably almost kind of rate it like yours. I mean, it wasn't that exciting. There were some pretty intense moments with it, but I thought it was cool that Jeff Burton got the victory, even though it was a little bit rain short. Whatever. Right. Once the rain came down, I was like, yeah, I know this is pretty much done. Yeah, it pretty much was, and it's kind of disappointing because you want to see the full length of the race run. That's right. When, because towards the end, that's when you start seeing the exciting passes and Everybody going for it. Austin Cinder finishing second. I thought Daniel Hemrick had a great run with it as well during the course of the race. Very good. But at the same time, I wish it was a full race go. And Mother Nature always wins 10 times out of 10 with NASCAR. It's true. And then the the cup race from Talladega, the Geico 500. Brad Keselowski getting his first win in 2021 and his sixth career win in Talladega, tying Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Jeff Gordon for most wins at that track. Dale Earnhardt having 10 career wins at that track. So four more to go. Doable, I dare say, for Brad Keselowski in the future. Yeah, those Fords looked really strong. All of the Fords did. On Sunday. There I was mean, a point was... where in the top the top seven were all Fords and not just yeah. you know Penske, but Stuart Haas, front row racing. You had a lot of mixtures up there in Fords. I saw mm-hmm. Roush up there with Chris Buescher yep. up there running very well that race. But how, first impressions of the race. Go ahead. It was... It was good. It was a typical Talladega race. Right. So I had Scanner on for Michael McDowell. And like we said before, you know, like especially on the race day episode, if you're a new fan or if you're watching for the first time this year and you want to listen to the Scanners, this is when the Scanners are going to be getting the most chatter. Oh, yeah. And I mean, Michael McDowell's was pretty much just nonstop. That spotter is just telling you all the time what's happening. Right. You're just listening along for the ride. I mean, it's like I said, typical Talladega race. Uh, some questionable things happening, like Denny Hamlin stepping out, and then he got turned by uh, forty-seven Stenhouse. Right, and but then um, Hamlin was uh, Keselowski was trying to, I guess, move up in front of Hamlin. Was that what it was? I I I don't really. All I remember is the eleven car of Denny Hamlin going out for maybe a pass, Logano going down as well, and getting turned by Hamlin. And no, 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 I'm, talking, I'm referring to when Hamlin was a lap down, and he was trying to race up at the front. Oh, we're, talking, we're not talking about the Logano crash. We'll yeah. get to the Logano crash. But, yeah, that was crazy. i never seen, and, and Denny Hamlin should know better. Right. Being a veteran of the sport, being a lap down, blocking for that, I, mean, I get it. He wanted to be on the get on the lead lap, and because they were coming to the end of stage two. Mm-hmm. And, and I tell you, I, I've never... It's been a while since I've seen a veteran driver make a boneheaded move like that. Yeah, that and was I hate questionable. To, and I hate to say that about Denny Hamlin, who should know better, especially at plate races where he has much success at winning Daytona 500s, Daytona and Talladega both. He has great track record racing at both of those tracks. However, that move right there, I think it was in the heat of the moment. I think if he would have just ridden it out for the final two laps, he would have gotten... Back on the lead lap yeah. via the lucky dog. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have to go and do what he did and throw blocks. Unnecessary if you're the leader. Had the roles been reversed and say Brad Kozlowski was in Hamlin's spot and Hamlin's was in Kozlowski's, Hamlin would have thrown a fit and you couldn't have blamed him. Yeah. And everybody would have been saying Kozlowski should have known better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
And I get it. You want to get back on the lead lap. You want to put yourself in contention. But you're not even halfway through the race at that point. No. You're getting towards halfway. There's still a lot of racing to go. And every turn at Talladega with that on every lap brings a new level of intensity, intensity yeah. and strategy. And Hamlin knows that strategy. But I, I agree with you. He shouldn't have been up there whatsoever racing the leaders, being a lap down, and being well in contention to get the lucky dog once the costume came out for the end of the stage. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. But, uh, yeah, other, other than that, so the Legato crash, that was uh, a bit wild. Well, yeah, the Legato crash was wild, and that was just one of those things where they're coming down to the end of the stage, and everybody's pushing hard, and everybody wants those good finishes, and it was just a chain reaction thing from what it looked like with it looked like Stenhouse, I guess, was going to try and step out, too, but he... Because well, Stenhouse pushed Hamlin. Hamlin got into Logano as Logano was trying to go down as well, making a pass on Benedetto and spun out and just got hooked. But Logano was mad. Yeah, he yeah he was upset again. I think this is kind of the thing we're going to start hearing these days is them drivers in general just talking about, we shouldn't be doing this. We shouldn't be racing here anymore. We shouldn't be doing this kind of racing. And... I mean, okay, so, like, I, I get it. It is very dangerous. And with the way his car, I mean, he flipped upside down and it crushed the roof in a decent amount right there uh, over the driver's head and the A-post and everything. And But, I mean, you know, this fans like this kind of exciting racing. I mean, this is, it might seem boring sometimes when you watch on TV or somebody new, but, like, I mean, this is, you're talking running 200-plus miles an hour at times, mere right. inches from each other, and it's just a, a chess match the entire time, and it's crazy. And fans like that kind of racing. I don't like to see when we have the huge accidents and guys get caught up in it because it sucks, but at the same time, that's what makes it exciting. And, uh, I mean, I don't know if there's anything you can do to maybe prevent cars from flipping over. I don't and, think it and nobody is. Really, and although they're spectacular, and I go back to maybe the Ryan Newman crash, and that was spectacular seeing that. But at the same time, if it's a severe crash like Ryan Newman, you you then think, but well, that wasn't spectacular at all unless he climbs out of the car. People yeah. want to see their driver climb out of the car, and I think you want to see any driver climb out of the car. Right. But here's what Logano said following the race. This was a, po- a post-accident interview with Logano about the accident. He said, this is a product of this racing, being it tapered spacing and restrictor plate racing at Daytona and Talladega. On one hand, I'm proud of the cup car, that the cup car is that safe and that I'm able to go through a crash like that and speak about it. On the other hand, I'm wondering when we're all going to be when this all, this all is going to stop because it's dangerous doing what we're doing. I got a roll bar on my head and it's not okay. And I'm just one hit away from a situation like Ryan Newman went through. He wasn't happy about that and he was blaming the rear spoiler on the back of the car that high downforce spoiler which causes people to get those runs in order to catch up to one another now the last thing i want to see is nascar go through a knee-jerk reaction and make the rule package back like it was with tandem racing Mm -hmm. nobody liked tandem racing the the drivers liked it because it eliminated that i feel like the big one but at the same time drivers weren't able to get that run going up and i feel like a good rule package was the 2001 2002 rule package like early 2000 rule package where it was just two by two the whole time there. Those were great races to watch. A lot of fun. You could get runs going in the middle. You weren't caught in the second hole. You you had room to go. Right. This rule package, I'm not a driver. I'm not an engineer. I'm none of those. But I don't think there's a fan out there that I've met yet who likes a low horsepower, high downforce package. Now, 
Now he said that he he said he wondered when we're, they were going to stop doing something so dangerous. Is that what he said? NAS- they were, he was wondering when NASCAR is going to get their head out of the rear end without saying it and change the rule package to where they can prevent the cars from flying up. Well, I don't think there's a way. And I don't think like I said, I don't think there's going to be a way to that because when he got turned around, the the air just got sucked right up under the car. Right. And it just turned the car over. Is probably got turned at 200 plus miles an hour. And I mean, when you get turned so fast, I mean, that's it. And they, I mean, the air just took right up from under the car and just flipped it straight over. I mean, like, I don't know if there's a way to prevent that. I mean, we saw roof flaps and everything before, but obviously that's not really doing its job. And even if they were to do that, we've seen before cars just run into each other and turn over in general because people are hitting each other. Right. I don't think there's a way to prevent it. And you know, him now him saying it's dangerous. I get that. But at the same time, these are race car drivers. They know the danger that they're getting themselves into. It's right. just like a Formula One driver, Roman Grosjean, when he got stuck in the fence. They no, know, that was a completely different situation. But they pressing. know the danger I mean, that they're getting themselves you, you into. Get, you have to expect just about anything at this point. Yeah, I get I get where you're coming from, but the whole, to comparing Joey Logano's flip or Ryan Newman's flip to a Roman Grosjean incident, I think it's like... Apples and oranges. Well, okay, I understand, but I'm just saying in general, you know. Well, these, in general, you these, understand. The drivers know the risk that they're taking getting into the cars. And I know that Joey Logano was wondering when we're going to stop doing something so dangerous. And I totally get it. I totally understand. I don't, I'm not in a car every week. I wouldn't know what it's like. It's probably scary as hell. Because from Bubba Wallace's in-car camera, Joey Logano was coming back down. And, oh, my God, yeah, was, if he didn't scary, poop his pants, yeah, <laughs> I was, would have. That was a scary incident right there for Bubba Wallace. So, and he, I mean, a car coming at you as you're driving probably near 200. I'm sure he was already lifting at that point. But right. still, I mean, a car's coming at you at 180 miles an hour. Like, oh, boy. Like, And, it, I mean, I don't even know if he even had contact. I think he landed on the uh Yeah, he, he hit the, the he hood hit a little bit. Car, but, but, I mean, man. you know, like I said, I understand... <laughs> Where he's coming from, it is dangerous, but at the same time, you're taking that risk of stepping into a car. Derek Lancaster in the ARCA race, he got turned and hit the wall. The car caught on fire, and he second and third degree burns. Yeah, Derek Lancaster. Now, that's a different story with fire, I believe. Once it comes to fire, I mean, it impeding the car, I feel like something needed to be done there in order to prevent fire from getting into the cockpit of that vehicle. You, I thought there was always a fire extinguisher that's in there that is supposed to automatically go no, I, off. I thought there was too, or at least manual pull. Now, I now what I got gathered from the Lancaster accident. This was the Arca race at Talladega. Yeah, something happened. He got bumped and he he, he got turned into the outside wall on the backstretch. He yeah. wasn't on a turn or anything. He no. was on the backstretch. The hit was hard enough to sever a fuel line or an oil line, and that it caused a pretty decent fire. Now the car didn't stop. Right there in the backstretch, it went all the way to turn three and it yeah. stopped. So we went maybe a good three quarters of a mile, if not a mile, before it came to rest. So there was a lot of flames in that car. He was obviously shaken up. Like you said, second and third degree burns on the arms and legs. He's lucky to be alive. And I'd much rather go through what Joey Logano went through mm-hmm. than what Lancaster went through with fire. Yeah. Because. You know, Logano was able to walk away and stuff. And even Brandon Gaughan said it a few years ago when he did his flip in about the same location. Logano said, said, I'd rather flip like I did and instead of hitting the wall hard. And Hey, that's I guess that's just the product of super speedway that racing. That is the product, you know, product of super speedway racing right there. Now, I, I feel bad for Logano because he did have, I think it was more frustration that he had a strong car. Yeah. And that he was taken out. It was an accident. I don't think Hamlin meant to take him out. I don't think Stenhouse, and I'm saying this loosely, meant to hit 
Hamlin and into Logano and then spin him. I don't think it, it was just one of those things in corny effect. It was a product of super speedway racing at a racing Talladega. Deal. That's all it was was a racing 100%. deal. 100%. And Logano had a good car. He got turned and taken out of the race. And I think he was more frustrated at that point. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down... The likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Because he did have a shot to win being in that Penske Ford dominating team in the restrictor plate category right now and i think it was more frustration that he was taken out of the race and it just oh while i'm at it let me add in the fact that i went airborne yeah and landed on my roof and i get it he's a big guy i'm sure it crushed down i'm sure it's pretty scary in there with all the sounds and stuff yeah and then you don't know because he probably thought about newman and Corey lajoy hitting newman didn't mean to hit newman but it happened so fast that you yeah, can't avoid I mean, it. and no way am I saying that, you know, Joey Logano just needs to take his words and just be quiet about it. NASCAR is going to continue to find safer ways for different things, and that's great. They need to, but at the same time, this is super speedway racing. I don't really know what you, what else we can do to right. maybe prevent that from happening. I mean, you know, years ago when we had the car over tomorrow and Keselowski turned Edwards and Edwards kind of got sideways and then... I guess the air got up under the car and the wing, and it just lifted up enough that Newman hit the tire. I mean, that the car went airborne there. I mean, it's just you have all these different factors of different things that could happen. It's just the car got turned around, the air got right up under the car, and that's the it. The only way to prevent those cars from going airborne is to probably keep them under 150 miles an hour. Yeah. But even then, 100, and 100 miles an hour, let's say that, to make the race go. Now, I'm not saying that it'd be a, pro, a bad race. I, I think a race at... 50 miles an hour can be just as exciting as 200 miles an hour. It's about what the drivers are doing. Now, okay, so here's a question for you then. The way he makes it sound, should NASCAR maybe venture away from super speedway racing at this point? No. Daytona and Talladega are such a staple in the sport that it would be like almost like taking away Martinsville or Darlington. Okay. You cannot take away tracks because they are, quote, unsafe. At that point, Bob Rain should have been taken off the circuit for the Formula One circuit. All right. I mean... Honestly, I think Talladega is much more dangerous well, of a track than Daytona anyways. Well, well no, Talladega is just as da- dangerous as, I dare say, in Martinsville or Bristol. Okay. And because, like you said earlier, it is the product of racing, and then you add on the super speedway racing, you can say it's just as dangerous as Daytona mm-hmm. with the pack racing. And it is dangerous, but if Joey Logano doesn't want to do it, I'm sure there are hundreds of thousands of more people lining up at the bit saying, if he doesn't want to do it, I'll do it. Right. Well, hey, just for their shot. Yeah. And what does anybody commented on? Uh, no. Just oh, okay. No. So, well, I mean, it could be a hot topic at some point. Maybe when people listen on later on in the week, maybe we can ask them. That maybe question. we can ask them next week of what about what they thought of last yeah, week's episode. But, but at the same time, I don't think there's a way to around it unless you slow down the cars to the point where 
Because those cars are built for downforce. Now, a little physics 101, and again, I'm not an engineer. They have what's called downforce. So if the nose is facing forward, the air pushing down on the car and the rear wing and the front nose and everything will give the car downforce, which causes it to stick on the track where it's going through turns and doing its thing going forward. You turn that car 180 degrees, in the case of what Joey Logano did, you don't have downforce, you have up force or lift mm-hmm. it's pretty much a turn it's pretty much just like an aircraft wing an airplane wing you cause that lift it causes that negative pressure and engineer talk engineer talk and the car goes flying and that's why he was just the car just went and, up like and, a piece of paper that fast and he's lucky he went up like that i'd rather do that than have like a tony stewart roll or a yeah Dale he's Earnhardt lucky that roll. it didn't roll multiple times you're right absolutely because that crash reminded me exactly what happened to Elliot Sadler in 2003 during yep. the EA Sports 500 where he spun and then he just started rolling and rolling. Yep. There, there was a lot more grass there on the backstretch at the time and he caught the grass and that's what caused him to barrel roll down and up and all that stuff. And he went for a ride. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't hear Elliot Sadler get out and say, NASCAR needs to do something about this Speedway package because this is dangerous. Hey, I'm fine. That's just a product of this racing. Right. I can't verbatimly quote the oh, yeah, interview I, because I haven't seen risk. it. But he, you know the risk getting in that car, whether it's Daytona, Talladega, Darlington, Bristol, Watkins Glen, Martinsville. You know the risk of getting in that car. Absolutely. No one's holding a gun to your head and saying, you have mm-hmm. to get into that car. No. This is the path you chose. It's just like us. Nobody holds, holds a gun to our head saying, hey, you have to go into that burning building. And we chose that job. We chose that profession. It's like, yep, we're going to suit up and go into that building. Mm-hmm. That's on fire. That's yep. our job. And I'm sure there's more than enough people who want our job that would be glad to do it. But that was a long-winded discussion about the Joey Logano flip, but I'm glad we talked about it because yeah, it's just one of those things good, yeah. where I think we needed to talk about and get it off because that was it. Joey Logano flipped, and he was upset. But Frank Kozlowski, back to him, his Penske racing teammate of Joey Logano, Hamlin leading 43 laps, in route to a fourth, 34th place finish, the most laps led of the day. And he wasn't making any fringe out there. No, it was not. It was a lot of bouncing around. But, I mean, that's that's racing in general, though. I mean, especially these kind of tracks. Yep, I mean, we true. could talk all day long about how, hey, we're going to link up this and that. But then when it gets down to it, usually it doesn't really play out like that. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> and then Hamlet, and then all Joe Gibbs and Hendrick did not have good runs. Larson pretty much blowing his engine up at lap one. Yeah. And then the rest of the car is getting caught up. And then William Byron rebounded. Joe Gibbs and Hendrick did not have their day to write home about, I'd say. But I would say notable finishes from the Geico 500. Matthew Benedetto fifth. I think he, everybody wanted to see him win there and just chose the wrong line. Again, that's a product of super yep. speedway racing. And driver who finished third, the driver whose shirt you're enduring right now, Michael McDowell. Front row almost got it done. Not the front row driver you called for. No, but I did say front row was going to get it done as well. And they, they, uh, they well, almost. McDowell was third, and then Aunt Alfredo got 12th, which is great finish for him. But let me tell you something. So in those final laps, I was just I was trying to stay calm. I'm like, okay, McDowell's up at the front. I've seen this before. This is just like the 500 all over again. Get down to about two to go. I'm like, okay, all right, something's happening. I looked at my little Fitbit here. And my heart rate peaked out at 146. I don't understand that. Well, we, we'll talk about this real quick. No, we'll hand, we'll save that to our final thoughts here because I, I was, got a yeah, question. I for was, you. And I was Kaz, losing my mind. And then Kaz Grala finishing sixth, great run for him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great run for him too. 
And anything else about the Talladega race? No, it's just uh, I thought we were going to get a very exciting finish at the end. And And I think McDowell just looking back at it, if McDowell maybe would have gone to the inside of Keselowski instead of trying to go outside because then Byron was like, oh, I'm not going to go with you. And then Byron tried to pass Keselowski, but then he ended up pulling behind him. But, hey, you know, that's it. I mean, you probably go back and watch the replays over and over again. You're just like, ah, you know, I should have done that differently. But I really thought that... McDowell had that open line at the bottom because Oski didn't move, and then McDowell tried to beat him outside, and I thought it was going to work, but then nobody went with him, and I was like, ah, well, you know, that's just the way it happens. That's just a product of that racing, but here are the driver standings post-Talladega, and these are the playoff standings here. Marty Trex Jr. in first with two wins, Joey Logano, William Byron, Ryan Blaney, Brakislawski fifth, securing his spot in that playoffs. Kyle Larson, 6th, Christopher Bell, Michael McDowell, 8th, Alex Bowman, ninth, Denny Hamlin, 10th, and from 10th on down, have no wins. Which says, which here, positions 1 through 9, not even a third of the way through the season, and we're almost halfway to the point where the cutoff race at Daytona is going to be for the playoffs is coming up, and already... Nine spots are taken up with winners. Yeah, somebody had tweeted out saying this year you're going to have to win a race to get into the playoffs now, at this see, point. We, we've talked about this on an earlier episode. Let's just say Chase Elliott, Kyle Busch, Austin Dillon, Matt Benedetto, and Kurt Busch get it. That will be spots 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. And then with two spots left to go, and let's say Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick didn't get it. What then? Then then the pressure is really on them. Because it's been a couple of years since Denny Hamlin's been in this position since they got to the win-in-your-end format. Because the last two seasons prior to this season, the 2019 and 2020 season, he was already win in the playoffs after the, 2020, after the Daytona 500. Yeah. This is uncharted territory for that team. Yeah, considering the fact that he's led the most laps this year overall. Right, he's led the he most laps. No and he has no wins to show for it. But he's never been in this position because he's won the Daytona 500 in 2019. And then he was able to kind of just freely go and do whatever. In 2020, they won it and had a dominating season up there with Kevin Harvick. But you're not seeing that anymore. Right now, you're seeing, a. I think, it's not right to the point where you need to start kind of reevaluating everything. But it's at the point now where you got to start saying, we got to figure something out. Yeah, then, he's not completely frustrated yet, and I don't think they're really freaking out just yet either. Because if the playoffs were to start now, he'd be in 10th position with no win. 11th, you have Kevin Harvick. 12th, Chase Elliott. 13th, Kyle Busch. 14th, Austin Dillon. 15th, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. 16th, Chris Busher. Good to see those Roush Fords up there competing in for maybe a possible championship run. And it's outside the playoffs. I just got to Matt Benedetto, 17th, and Kurt Busch, 18th. Not much of a separation there, but one point. But, oh, man, it's going to get interesting here going forward, especially we got Kansas coming up, Darlington coming up, and that cutoff race is at Daytona, and they did this on purpose. Anybody could win. Yeah. So at Kansas next week, if if we have another different winner this year, I think Hamlin might start maybe worrying because at this point I would be looking at the trends and seeing that, Hey, we've got nine different, what we we're up to what? Nine different race winners, right? We are up to nine different race winners. Well, yeah, nine different race winners. Martin Drake's senior having, having, yeah, nine winners in 10 races. I mean, 
We could be at 10 winners in 11 races, and it, it could not be Denny Hamlin or Kevin Harvick next week. Well, you might want to be thinking about that then. Right. Then we got 10 to. drivers that have a win. Then you have six spots between 11th and 16th. You might have to start worrying at that point, maybe. <laughs> I, I think at this point, if you're Denny Hamlin and that Joe Gibbs organization, you're not sweating bullets right now, but you can feel the pressure every week starting to crank down on you. Absolutely. A little bit more. But how would you rate the cup race? I didn't rate it. Okay. I forgot to rate it. You forgot to rate it. I mean, I like I, I don't think I'd really rate it very high. Like I said well, near the start, it just kind of was a typical Talladega race. We didn't really get a huge, big wreck or anything like which that. Which is fine. Which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. But it was just a typical Talladega race. We didn't really see a whole lot of single file racing, which was good. So a little bit. A little bit, but not as much as I maybe thought we would have seen. Right. Like we've seen before. So it, it was... I thought it was pretty good. I wouldn't give it the greatest rating because, like I said, again, I'll harp on again. Typical Talladega race. It was a typical Talladega race, but here's how I rated it. Memorability, 8. Excitement, 8. Unpredictability, 8. Competitiveness, 9. Intensity, 8. Overall, 8.2 for the cup race at Talladega. Final thoughts uh, of that. I I enjoyed almost every single lap of it, and I enjoyed it more because I listened to a scanner all day long. Right. Which was just made it much more exciting. It's just so cool to hear that. You know, you got outside, you got, you know, the one is two back, looking in the middle lane, there's a spot you can get up and you can move quick. Nope, don't, don't, stay there, stay there. You know, the spotter's just talking to you the entire time. You don't get to get any kind of word in, which they don't need to get any kind of word in. They need to focus on what's in front of them. So I thought it was great. I loved it. Yep, 8.2 for me for that. And then we get to the IndyCar race. Did you watch the IndyCar race? I did. Okay, now, now we're going to talk about the uh, Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg here. And IndyCar is a lot like Formula One and a lot of same characteristic characteristics there. Both are open-wheel vehicles. But to me, the, the IndyCar race was not fun. Okay, well, we have our different Col- opinions. Colton Herta wins his first street course race, so very fun, cool to see that. But he there was a 100-lap race at St. Petersburg street course. Yes, 97 of them were led by Herda. Mm-hmm. So 97% of the race, he was up front. It was boring, man. I don't know. I, I didn't find it all that boring. It was kind of interesting to watch. No, it was fun to watch. I mean, there was different characteristics. And after talking to Connor Daly, yeah, he was, you know, you kind of appreciated a little more what he, what they're doing in there with the on-the-fly adjustments. But it's not racing to me if you lead 97% of the race. I would have loved to have seen Jimmy Johnson do a little bit better. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson finished 22nd, five laps down. And Roman Grosjean. But, you know, it is what it is. There was great racing from 3rd to, like, 11th for a while. I'm just going to say this, and I said it last week, and I'll say it again. Road course racing, not my thing. It's, it's, I love road course racing. I love it. It wasn't fun for me. It wasn't fun. And we're not going to harp on it that much because I watched the race and I forgot half of it because there was one guy up front the whole time. And then the only time they really switched cameras was when Jimmy Johnson went off the course and spun out or whatever he did and caused a caution. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. We have Hey, we have our different okay. opinions. From now on, you're not just the Formula 1 guy. You're the open-wheel guy, and I'm the stock car guy. We're okay. just going to umbrella it like that because <laughs> apparently you like the open-wheel racing better than I do. I do. I love road courses. I I, I, I can't I, stand them. I, I love can't it. stand them. We're polar opposites when it comes to anything racing, it sounds like. But <laughs> here's how I rated IndyCar racing. You're not going to like this. Memorability, 4. Excitement, 6. Unpredictability, 3. Competitiveness, 6. Intensity, 4. 4.6 for the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. 
Boring race, man. And that's because you don't like open wheel. That's all it is. It's that's just, okay. It, it and might, that's fine. It might be it. I might yeah, have discovered might our just problem. Have, yeah, there you go. That's the problem. You just don't like the product in general. I, I just might not <laughs> like the open wheel product. And it's not, it's just a... See, the president of, of IndyCar is not going to like that following us on Twitter. Well, no. ma- you know what? He can he can reach out to us, say, I want to be on the show, and then make me a fan of IndyCar. Okay. You now, if I'm at the IndyCar race, I, w- I appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. I was at the Pocono race. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun being and watching those cars do what they do is amazing on TV. And you can say I can say this about NASCAR too. If I watch the race on TV, I'm I'm not going to have as much fun watching TV as I am at the race. Yeah. Now the president of IndyCar, I would love to have him on the show and talk because maybe there's something behind the scenes we don't know about, mm-hmm. and that's maybe that's the product of racing there. Maybe they need more oval tracks maybe they need more of this but the road course street racing there is just for me it's not it doesn't do it for me the road courses don't do it for me whether it be nascar indy or formula one and i know formula one strictly road course mm-hmm. but it just doesn't do it for me man hey, it's okay no, but it is what it is what was, what was your race of the weekend uh talladega race cup series okay cup series race at talladega mine was cup series race at talladega as well a lot of fun with that it just Typical Talladega, like you said. Yeah, I wish I would have been on the show last week because I definitely could have told you what my race of the weekend was, and it wasn't NASCAR at Richmond either. <laughs> no, well, that one was a, that one was a complete miss. I, we called that wrong. <laughs> but here are the upcoming races here for all the series coming up here. We have the Portugal Portugal Grand Prix, the Formula One race. Race starts at 10 a.m. on ESPN. Sunday, May 2nd. Set your DVRs there because... Sunday, who knows? But it's it's a decent early mid morning yeah, start. Yeah, That's a absolutely. decent start. It's better than like seven. The cup race will be Sunday, May second, as well at three p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1. So make sure to check out for that. It's not going to be on Big Fox. It's going to be on FS1, and that's the Bushy McBush Race Four Hundred. That was the race we were trying to get the in the marbles. Oh yeah, that's right. Weekly the racing podcast Four Hundred. Ah, man, and I donated so much money for that. It went to a good cause. You know, helping the farmers out. Yeah. Man, but I man, mean, I don't know about. I don't I, like I th- that name. I, think I don't that, like that. I think that was rigged. Yeah, that doesn't. That sums not right. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, no Xfinity race this weekend. Truck race will be racing though from Kansas to Wise Power Two Hundred. Saturday, May first at seven thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I will be watching this IndyCar race intently because this is going to be a fun run. Also, Sunday, May first at seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NBCSN. The Ginsley 300 at Texas. Fun race, oval track, IndyCar racing. See, That's I don't my know niche. if I really like That's IndyCar my, on oval. I like IndyCar on oval. I like all American motorsports on oval. If you want to race a road course, go to Europe. <laughs> you know, because I saw a, a uh, somebody did something on YouTube where they talked about how they thought what one of the... Uh, there was an IndyCar race years ago at California that they thought was the greatest race that nobody got to watch. And it was, I mean, it was very dangerous. The cars are close the entire race. And, like, going, looking at it, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, that's exciting, but at the same time, that is very dangerous because we're talking open No, 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 no. If you want to race cars, and we (laughs) talked about this earlier in the show, if you want to race cars and you think it's dangerous, boycott it, and somebody else will hop into that seat very quickly and take your spot. Don't tell me it's dangerous and you can't do it and you're afraid to do it, but this is what you built your whole life leading up to this moment. I don't know, and then say, oh, I don't know if I can get behind any uh, car on of course I, Of course I can't get behind it. You want, you, you can't get behind it. You want to know why? Because if you're in that position, like, I don't want to go 240 miles an hour into the turn. 
and then touch tires with somebody and know that you're going to be going in the air. Whoa, whoa. Hey, that's <laughs> that's part of the sport. It's just like pack racing at Talladega where you get turned. You you have a chance of going up in the air. I'm looking forward to an IndyCar race. In fact, I'm looking forward to all three races. I Four races, I should say. Maybe in this order. IndyCar, Cup, Truck, and Formula 1. I'll watch Formula 1, but after lap 1, we might know who the winner is. As Maybe always. So. Here so. at Texas... It's going to be until the end of the 300 miles, until lap 212, until you find out who wins that race. I'll, I'll probably watch that one in DER, the uh, the truck race. Both are going to be fun. Yeah. Both are going the to be fun. The whole weekend should be good. But quick expectations of each race starting with Formula 1 go. Um, I, it's going to be a, another Lewis versus Max race again. I will. Both, I will say that. Both with one pole, both with one win. Max is only one point behind Lewis right now. But, hey, we might get some surprise... Someone surprised up in the podium again. I don't know. Maybe Botas is kind of a little rattled after crush. You know, I mean, there was a Williams battling Botas for like eleventh. Oh, I know. No, it was for <laughs> it was for ninth. Oh, for ninth, whatever it was. It was a, I mean, a William it? Williams is obviously turning turning things around or starting to. Ferrari is looking really good. McLaren looks really good as well. Lando getting that P three. I mean, hey, we might get some nice, decent midfield battles, but it's. At this point, we get a Lewis versus Max right now, and I like that because Lewis is that means Lewis isn't getting away with the points lead right now. No, not yet. All right, cup <laughs> race expectations, real quick, go. Uh, not it's not. I don't think we're going to see anything too exciting. It's Kansas. Kansas is a good race. Don't get me wrong. I like some mile and a half cookie cutter tracks, but uh, it's, it might not be that exciting. We'll see. All right, truck race. I dare to say trucks are going to be maybe a little bit more exciting. than Yep, cup. and Jesse Ruggie's uh, scheduled to race into that race. A uh, former Marvel head, he's been on the show before, and IndyCar race. I will tune in to see what it's like racing on a wall. I'll give it a chance and see what it looks like. I, uh, I like the, f- the high I, speed. I love it. I love it. Okay, here's my expectations. Formula One race, typical Lewis Hamilton show. Cup race, don't know. It's going to be up in the air, and it's going to be interesting to see who's, because Harvick's not dominating more, nor is Hamlin. We might see another first-time winner in 2021. Truck race going to be a typical truck race. Everybody's going to go for it and send it in full charge, but the regulars will come up to the top. An IndyCar race, hold on, because that is going to be 300 miles of exciting racing. Anything else, Preston? That was our weekend review here, a bit long, but fun. It's finally nice to have you back and talking racing. It's just nice to just be able to talk Racing in general, for one. We have so much racing to talk about. And coming up this weekend, we'll have a lot lot more to talk about next week as well. And folks watching on YouTube, don't freeze shy. Let us know what you think. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, start wrapping up the show and getting into our final thoughts here. Preston, before we move on with our show, I want to remind everybody about our partnership with Fanatics, who is a partner of the Unhinged Sports Network, thus a partner of us here at In the Marbles. If you head over to intomarbles.net under the Partners tab and scroll to the bottom, you'll see a link to Fanatics. It'll take you right to the race page. But Preston, you don't have to just stop there. If you're a fan of hockey, you could get Washington Capitals gear there or for yourself, Vegas Golden Knights gear. But you could get whatever you want to feel your sports needs at Fanatics. If you click on the link, it'll help out the Unhinged Sports Network and thus helping out In the Marbles, bringing you guys better sports quality no matter where you're at, no matter what sport you like. And if you want to listen to the Unhinged Sports Network, it's unhingedsn.com. Or you can just click on the link under the In the Marbles Unhinged section of the page. And it'll take you right there. You can listen to the Unhinged Sports Network anytime, day or night. We're going on 24-7. 
So make sure to check that out for all your sports gears need, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, hockey, especially racing. But so head over to Fanatics right now and get your sports gear needs for whatever sport you like. White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go, one lap right here. Final thoughts here with In the Marbles, our 84th episode. Man, I can't believe it, man. We're creeping ever so closer to that 100th episode. It's going to be a fun one. But so is our throwback episode, I feel. What's uh, the throwback episode? The throwback episode coming up for Darlington. Here oh, on oh, oh Day yeah, weekend. yeah. Oh man, I can't, I yeah. can't wait. We're gonna, we're gonna be doing all kinds. Yeah, of stuff. we got a lot of plan. Like I said last week, we got this big three five by five flag. Look for it on social media. Follow us on social media, all social media platforms. Yeah, if you're going to Darlington, if you're going to Darlington, we expect to see you there and expect yeah. to have a good time. We're gonna Absolutely. have a lot of fun there. Final thoughts here for this week's episode. Been a long episode, been a fun episode, but now we're starting to wrap it up here. As we always start off with the final thoughts segment of the show, we're going to start off with In the Marbles 2.0. And before we get started with that, I want to thank everybody for working with us on YouTube Live and yeah. being patient with us. The start of the show did not go off great, but I feel like the rest of the show did and growing pains. <laughs> the start of the show was funny. That was embarrassing. <laughs> Let's just say it was embarrassing. But In the Marbles 2.0 standings, yours truly won the weekend. And I picked William Byron to win on a race day show. He almost did it. He almost, almost did it. Yeah, almost but had it. Good point state for me. I went from seventh to fourth in the standings. Wow, that's but a big gonna, jump. That is a huge jump, and exactly what I needed to catch the likes of you, Matt Camper, and Maples. Yeah. But here's how the standings go. Post Talladega, Matt Camper is still in the lead with 1,825 points. A very consistent, strong lead heading into Kansas over yourself, SMR Operations, with 1,762 points. SMR R&D, 1,742 points. I'm in fourth now, 1,685 points. I'm so happy about that. And you got to watch out for those Smoky Mountain Racing Boys up there at the top, second and third. No, hey, no. Get ready. No, no. Get I'm, ready because we're taking over again. Well, well Maples isn't going to win this year. I'm, I'm going to take it. I'm not going to let you guys win it. The NASCAR guy <laughs> of the show is going to win it. <laughs> 43 and me, 1,676 points. S Blades, 1,648 points. Unhinged Racing, 1,610 points. Chuck 8384 had another had a great day at Talladega as well. 1,552 points. Summers Racing, 1,543 points. Smoking Woody, 1,540 points. Very good battle right there for seven, eighth, ninth, and tenth, I should say. Bun three, 1,212 points in. Shake and bake. With 923 points. I think Shake and Bake's out of it. Maybe so. I'm, I'm just going to say, I don't even know who Shake and Bake is. I think you know who Shake and Bake is. I don't but, know, actually. I don't think I do. Bummer, dude. I think he's just got his lineup up there from maybe from like Las Vegas and he hasn't changed it yet. Yeah. We'll find out here in a few weeks once those drivers keep ticking through and they're done. And he's just, just going zero. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. But now my favorite part of the show, our driver of the week this week in NASCAR, and our driver of the week this week is a driver who's raced really early on in the formation of NASCAR in the mid-50s, and his name is Bob Wellburn. Have you ever heard of him? Bob Wellburn. No, I have Bob not. Bob Wellburn, born Robert Joe Wellburn, May 5th, 1928, in North Carolina, and died August 10th, 1997, at the age of 69. His achievements... It's a 1956, get ready for this, NASCAR Convertible Division Champion, the 1957 NASCAR Convertible Champion, and the 1958 NASCAR Convertible Champion. Hmm, that's interesting. Now, you want to talk about dangerous. 
You racing cars (laughs) that have no roof (laughs) at Talladega and Daytona. Just saying that. Led NASCAR convertible divisions in wins two times in 1958 and 1959. Was the first poll winner of the Daytona 500 in 1959. Oh, well, that's pretty cool. Named one of NASCAR's 50 greatest drivers in 1998 in his National Motorsports Press Association Hall of Fame inductee in 1982. His cup career goes like this. 183 races over 13 years. His best finishing point in the Cup Series was fourth in 1955. His first race coming in the 1952 Martinsville race. Last race in 1964, Pennsylvania 200, not in Pocono, New Oxford. Ooh. Hmm. His first win came in the 1957 Sweepstakes 500 at Martinsville, and his last win in the 1959 Western North Carolina 500 at Weaverville. Nine career wins, 102 top 10, seven poles. His convertible division in the NASCAR series goes like this, 111 races over four years. Best finished first, as I said, in 1956, 1957, and 1958. First race was at the 1956 Charlotte 100 at Charlotte. And the last race was at the 1959 Charlotte 100 at Charlotte. First win coming at the 1956 Fayetteville 50. And the last win coming in the 1959 Weaverville 100 and Asheville, Weaverville area. So all those races taking place in the North Carolina area. 19 wins, 87 top 10s, and 18 pulls. Both Hall of Fame numbers right there. And I'm surprised I'm surprised Dale Earnhardt Jr. got into the Hall of Fame over this guy. Oh, wow. In fact, I'm surprised Dale Earnhardt Jr. got into the Hall of Fame this quickly and over a lot of people. Bob Wellburn being one of them after doing research on him. Yeah, yeah I guess I, I could see I could see where you're coming from there. But uh, Preston, who is our? Well, what happened this week in NASCAR? This week in NASCAR, May the sixth of nineteen fifty one. Boy, we're going way back here. Oh yeah, we are. Curtis Turner hops into his reliable Oldsmobile and wins the one hundred mile NASCAR Grand National event at Martinsville Speedway. Hops into his reliable Oldsmobile and running on only two hundred laps there at Martinsville. I wonder how long that took. Depends back, on what the speeds are. Back in the 50s. Yeah. Yeah, a guy could have taken about six hours for all we know. Oh, gosh. Could you imagine that? I don't think it took that long. But <laughs> Preston, I'm glad you're back. Make sure to check out In the Marbles on all social media platforms. You can find those at inthemarbles.net. And make sure to check out our race day show every race day at noon on the Unhinged Sports Network. And we will let you know about that if you follow us on YouTube and or Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You'll know about those once you get notifications. But Preston, do you have anything else before we wrap it up here? Uh, nope. I'm just uh, looking forward, Again, forward to another exciting weekend of racing. Growing pains. We're, we're getting there. We're so- Sorry about the start. We lost like three people watching. It's like, these guys ain't worth a hill of beans. Yeah, we were teasing a lot of people. Oh, they're starting? No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, Just kidding. It was a cluster. Sorry about that. But, man, thanks for being here. Really do appreciate the time here. And and does anybody else have anything, or is anybody else paying attention to us? Uh, No. No. (laughs) No, not really. (laughs) Not after. After Maple, after I told you in between the breaks about Maple's talking about Denny Hamlin, that. No, that was it. That was it. Well, we'll, okay. One day, one day. One day we'll have, like, maybe 50 or 100 people watching. Right now it's just two. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. We we, we think, yeah, I'm definitely going to go back and watch it. Preston, do you have anything else before we wrap it up here? I do not. All right, well, then we're just going to wrap it up here. I'd like to thank everybody again so much for tuning in to us this week here at In The Marbles. Make sure to go to inthemarbles.net to links to all of our social media platforms. 
Make sure to give this podcast a rating. We, we don't see much ratings there on Apple Podcasts and stuff. Make sure to give us a rating. It will really help us out down the long run if you haven't already. For Preston Loon, I'm Matt Beamer. Thank you so much for tuning in to us this week. Stay safe and have a good rest of your week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.